don't want no auto-tune on my shitty world. Kick it like Kung Fu. Hmm. All right, all right. Welcome to episode seven of the Hip Pod Heads podcast. I'm your co-host, No Sage. And as always, I got my other comrade, Novak. And uh, he's going to introduce our guest. It's going to be a very special episode today. It's only fitting that the last episode, me and Novak were talking about the Wu-Tang Clan. And now, into the, arguably the current Wu-Tang of this generation, you know, probably more on that later. But uh, Novak, you want to take us away? Everybody, I'm going to start off by saying we got some very special guests today. We got... Uh, we got we got we got a great actor here. We got a guy that manages hip hop artists. We got a very diverse field here right now. Uh, the first person we're introduced is uh, is Bradford Lawn. He is uh, he currently right now works as a higher education administrator for, for a very prestigious university in the United States. He also has uh, he also has a history of being uh, being actor. He worked in theater. Uh, very accomplished there. Uh, he is a he's a he has a he has a fondness of shoe collections like I do. I just found that out before we started talking. I really like that about him. We're gonna do some shoe business, uh, <laughs> and also and also he is a uh, he's a Griselda expert. You know, and that's a lot of Griselda experts in this country. A lot of people are popping up. They love what the guys are doing and everything. And he is here today to talk about his love of Griselda. So everybody, rep- welcome Bradford Lund to the show. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. And our second guest here, this man here, man, we go back to like the days of when we didn't have the money for the shoes. <laughs> so this is when someone got a pair of shoes, we're happy he got a pair of shoes. Uh, <laughs> our guest, this guest's name is uh, Richard Chamberlain. He's an IT professional. He works for an IT company here in the Chicagoland area. He also is the manager of a hip hop of several hip hop artists, uh, notably uh, Vail the General, who has, uh, has a few albums under his belt. Vail is a very established uh, Chicago MC. You know, he, his style is awesome. And Rashad basically and I, we've been trading hip hop conversations since the days of uh, Iowa headphones and CD players. That just pretty much dates us at this point. <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been we've been going back and forth with music for years. You know, he's also the person I call upon when I need to understand what's going on in hip hop. So everybody, welcome Rashad Chamberlain to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, I used to uh, carry all my blank CDs in my book bag instead of my books. So, yeah, we used to go back and forth on who had the best mixtape. <laughs> That's true. He also tries to spit sometimes. If you get him drunk, he'll start rapping, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> and breakdancing. <laughs> That's also a fact. <laughs> Damn, blank CDs. So how, how are we burning joints on the CDs? Like how are we actually Oh man, we were so, so we, we had a we had a burner in right. DePaul. We uh, I don't we got it through illegal means probably. Uh-oh. But but we got the burner and it was a four disc burner <laughs> and everyone would like handcraft their own joints. So yeah. uh like um we, I had a I had a roommate, uh, Nehemiah. He would he would download. You know, we had Napster, so you would just pick your playlist, hit download, and then go to class because it took forever to get those songs down there. So you would just craft your playlist by hand, and then download those songs, and then leave for the day. Come back, they're ready. Make your uh, 
your little CD, and then you would you would you would you would uh, select names. Like your names had to be official. Like uh, I think I had like a a series called uh, what was it like Uncontrollable Hits or something, Volume oh, One, Volume is. Two, and Volume Three. <laughs> It was it was heavy, heavily tribe influence. Yes, sir. And, and then we went from tribe to woo to it was all over the place. Mob deep and man, it it's been it's been hip hop for a very, very long, long time. Wow, you're taking me back. I mean, me, I was like hitting up LimeWire like it was nobody's business, but uh mm-hmm. yo, like Pirate. You know, we were just talking about like how privileged a lot of these college cats got it nowadays. And you just definitely took it back to, you know, the tools that you had to lean on. Oh, man, you this was this was before SoundCloud. You couldn't upload anything before any of that. You would somebody would have the song. And I remember getting uh, Nas's Stillmatic like two weeks before it dropped. And every burned copy of Stillmatic I heard, uh, Got Yourself a Gun had a dog in the background barking. <laughs> you could, you never found a clean copy and it was all like, woof, woof, woof. I'm like, yo, who, what, is that real? Did he record a dog with him? <laughs> and when I heard the clean copy, I was like, where's the dog? Everybody in everybody in the vehicle is like, yo, there's a dog on this track. There's supposed to be a dog. I remember a dog being like, no, it was a, it was the bootleg copy that we had. It was it was amazing. Yeah, it was ripping BitTorrents off of Pirate Bay, and um, I, I would get weird versions of songs like, yeah, not like demos. Or uh, I got a weird copy of Stankonia before it dropped that was missing a bunch of layers. Um, I still have it on this old iPod of mine where it's like all BitTorrent music, but I, I was too nostalgic to throw it away. So I've got this one hookup at home I can still use for that iPod and um, whip out some random stuff. It's, it's good times. Yeah, it brings back some, it definitely brings back some memories, man. I, I remember like the first time he burnt the CD I remember that shot. I remember. I remember Nehai and his um, his Nas collection. Ooh. Oh God, this guy burnt every Nas song he could find into like twelve different CDs. He carried around, <laughs> and he'll bring out a Nas CD, and we're looking at him like, dude, that CD's not even that good. But it's Nas. It's always that good. Before, I think. I think before Nas's Lost Tapes oh, came God. out, he had every song that Nas put on Lost Tapes. He had it years ago. The music. It was weird. Like he had Nas like just recording. He was like, "Yeah, man, it's probably one of the illest songs he got." And I was like, "It's not a song. It's no beat." <laughs> and that's how I got my whole MF Doom collection was off of Pirate Bay. I mean, I I wouldn't have discovered half the things in that dude's catalog had I not been into. Uh, yeah, I remember going to a. Like Going to an MF Doom concert, it was MF Doom and Most Deaf. Yep. And Most Deaf opened up. Yes. Bro, yes. I know where you're going. I know where you're going with it. Most Deaf, first of all, came out. He had like some slacks and he wasn't doing any of Black on Both Sides. Nope. And he was doing this whole Chuck Berry routine and it was just all weird. Then 
what was supposed to be MF Doom came out and people thought it was Doom, but we we found out that it wasn't Doom and it went crazy. It yeah, was he's been nuts. accused of having and yeah, the imposter doom at a bunch of his shows. Yeah, man. That I would feel me. so yeah. betrayed. I would feel so betrayed <laughs> if that were me. That's so such a weird thing though, because on the surface I'm like, holy you saw most stuff and, and MF Doom together. That had to have been the best show and just weird random time, it sounds like. Absolutely the worst. One of the worst shows I've ever been to. That's where Kanye uh, gets inspiration uh, from. Uh, Kanye's was, done that a few shows. Showed it up, was, it was so on. bad. So bad. I was at that show too, um, Rashad, and I was actually on the second floor out of projectile distance. So I was like at the <laughs> cool, like pretend VIP lounge, even though it was like a crusty ass couch that you just snuck in. Like exactly. On the scene of like Walking Dead or some shit. But basically, I think the ecstatic came out at that time. And you forgot another part of the story because one, I didn't know that MF was known for that type of stuff. But two, most of that was very weird when he was transitioning he was saying some weird stuff like oh ye of little faith um you don't think that mf is actually going to show up so he was like pumping up the crowd like making him believe he was going to be there or something like that then the first thing when doom song came out most death had the doom mask on and he was rhyming some of doom songs yes, and at, yes. first was, at first it was cool like oh most is doing doom oh okay and then right. i was like wait where's doom and then <laughs> and then this Doom Light character came on and he was like, the, from the first song, Will Doom hands was like, that's not him. And then the bottles just start coming. Oh my God. So would that been after the Food album came out? Because I know that most stuff has been a fan of Doom for a long time. So Yeah, I believe so. I believe it is after that album came out. Most... Most was doing his very best to try to keep the crowd under control, but it just yeah. it just went crazy. Yeah, he I know was, we're yeah. not here to talk about most stuff, but I <laughs> no, love but Black, yeah. I love Black Star so much. Uh, I'm still playing it like it just came out. Oh man, that's a that's an amazing CD. I, I'm it. I it's not that I can't move on to newer things, but I just re replay old stuff all the time. I mean. I, I get in the I get in the habit of replaying old stuff all the time, but one thing that really like damaged me from from Black Star is Talib's. Um, so I I I don't know. You know the guy, the actor off of uh, what was it, Carter or something? With Samuel Jackson was the basketball coach. Oh, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Yeah. So the the little the Latin co-star with the puffy hair yeah so i worked with his sister-in-law okay so we're hanging out in the club and talib is there at the club and he, he's approaching him and talib is really like you know talking about getting into this acting thing and mm -hmm. how he really wants to start acting and start taking serious roles and how most inspired him to be an actor and this and that and and I think his name's like Gonzalez or something. So he's telling him like how he wants to rhyme. He's like, yo, I, I really love, you know, what you're doing. Your music is so inspirational. Talib looks at him and goes, and that hip hop stuff is whack. I'm trying to get where the money's at. And I said, oh my God. Oh, stop. What? 
Yeah, and I, I looked at him oh, like, "Oh, I'm so look, sorry that I heard this story right now." <laughs> I look, you you know how like the little kid looks at like Mean Joe Green, like do it for Mean Joe. I just looked at Talib, I was like, "Don't say those words. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this, sir." And he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm trying to get with that money at. You know, I'm trying to bust into this acting world." We just all looking at him really weird, like. What is going on with you? That's not that's not the train of thought. Yeah, that we know. That's it's not. I the, shot a I shot yeah. a lyric at him. I was like, "Rhyming for the loot, you a prostitute?" That was you. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, thanks for reciting my rhymes." I was like, oh, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> he played this pop up show at Martyrs uh, a handful of years back. Did you guys know about this? It was like he was guest spotting on some jazz musicians show it was okay. it was like this last minute announcement i don't know i used to live right around the uh, corner from martyrs and was walking by and saw his name on the marquee randomly i'm trying to remember what that show was sorry i'm looking this up nowadays he just argues on twitter a lot with oh, anybody they- <laughs> he is so close to getting canceled on Twitter. It's, it's every day, Tlaib Kweli is arguing with somebody, and I'm like, "Stop! Don't do it. Make music. Yeah. Stop arguing." He argues on Instagram, which is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, you're not supposed to. Yeah, what the hell? It's just supposed to be for pictures mostly, right? Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> why are you arguing? But they're like, they they find him and then they just go on him, and it's it's a bad thing for Tyler. Yeah, they trigger him every time they get a chance to. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to, like, continue that conversation because we could probably talk um, forever on it, but I do want to tie uh, a connective string there because, like, Bradford, you're talking about outcasts, and it also makes me think about, like, the the big boy, you know, like, dilemma, right? When you got – when you're in the shadow of, like, an awesome MC, an awesome actor, an awesome artist – and then you constantly compare yourself to them, you know? So like, like most, like, you know, acting and anything just came like natural or seemed like it came natural to him, you know? And we never got another Black Star album either. You know what I mean? So. And some they people tease it. make that transition naturally, you know, they're more, I don't know. They don't have to force the circle through the square. Like some people are just made for that. Like, like Outkast had a pretty specific goal. Like they wanted to be on the big screen from the very beginning. Like they had. Mm-hmm. That's one reason I love them so much. Um, but we're not here to talk about Outkast. Sorry, I don't mean to derail the conversation. No, it's dope. It's dope. So actually, Bradford, I actually wanted to um, continue the train of thought here. <laughs> not no no um, no Talib um, pun here, but um, you're the one who actually told me about Griselda. Um, I had no clue who they were. And when you're talking about like you downloading, you know, stuff to find out what MF Doom was, you know, you're, you're the type of work cat that I can rely on to kind of like give me the hip hop news, just like Novak was talking about Rashad. So I think when we were talking about it, you actually showed, you actually approached me like, okay, maybe I could talk hip hop with this guy. Cause I think we both performed at like um, a work talent show. And I did kind of like um, a rap song. And then I think I think days after that, okay, okay, I could probably talk hip hop to this guy. Yeah, I can't talk to many people at work. So I really appreciate <laughs> that. I really appreciate that about you. Like no one no one cares. No one wants to no one wants to talk. So yeah, no, that was that was that was a good find. And and this guy had been sharing and trading music 
with for 10 years, um, turned me on to Griselda. Um, and, uh, it was a random find for me and it was like a rabbit hole. They have so many mixtapes and yeah. so much content that they've put out, especially recently. It, it was really easy to dive into. Um, I, I definitely don't consider myself a, any kind of an expert, but definitely an enthusiast and, um, I guess the music has come to mean something for me because um, because not everything I listen to like moves me or transports me somewhere. And I feel like um, specifically when I listen to Conway or Benny, like I feel like they're transporting me somewhere and there's just like so much stuff out there right now. And it, it's, it can even be good, but it doesn't take me somewhere. It doesn't make me feel something. I know this is all like very subjective um, experience, um, but that's how I've like received them, you know, in the past like year and a half, two years. Um, I, I'm not as big of a fan of West Side Gun. I like don't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, for whatever reason, like I, I don't, I don't like his uh, rap style uh, in the way that I like have to rewind Benny or Conway to like catch what they said because it was so good or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm forgetting what the original question was. No, okay. no. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're riffing off that. I mean, we definitely wanted to talk Griselda. I think it's interesting that you bring up um, Conway because isn't he oh i'm sorry west side he's basically the mastermind right behind it all yeah yeah right so yeah he like laid the foundation right so i you know i can't i, I have a hard time listening to him without thinking of ghostface and um i i don't know i just don't don't feel like lyrically he's it's as meaningful as I, I feel like the depths where Conway or Benny are reaching, like I, I can feel Conway's trauma when he raps, you know, like, I yes. feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like physical and mental trauma, like have, have an effect on people and you either like get sunk on it or you rise above it. And like, it's, something that's obviously like moved Conway and like fueled his whole life. So to see someone take personal trauma and then um, make, you know, show it for everybody uh, to see, like put it, put it at the very front um, of what he's doing. It's like, um, I don't know, it's refreshing and it's like really grimy and real and everything that I personally want out of a hip hop listening experience. That's dope. Rashad, I know you have some like mixed emotions on West Side in general. Oh man. So like <laughs> I'll I'll tell you like how I, I first heard about uh Griselda. Okay. So in Chicago, there's like this well start in Chicago, the there's a guy from Chicago. His name's like Reggie. He's um he's on Facebook. A couple of my older cousins know him. So he, he does this thing called Killer Tapes, where the the first intro is like the uh, meth meth and red conversation of, yo, what happened to my Killer Tape? I'll let you borrow. Uh, so 
from there, it's like, it's his spin on his feel of how hip hop should sound. Um, well, like a nostalgia, nostalgia feel, like, because today's hip hop is something different than yesterday's hip hop. The whole sound quality, lyric quality, content is different. So he just, he has these groups that he listens to and he just throws them together that makes these mixtapes. Okay. And at first, I mean, you have to be on like the selected group to get a mixtape. And the packaging is very like out of this world. Like he'll package a CD to make it look like a drug deal. And then like a brown envelope and you, you get it sent to your door. Which, I mean, it's it's amazing. So my cousin let me hear one and it was one it was one track. I kept asking, who is that? Who like yo, what did he what did he just say? So I re- rewinded and wound it. And I, I haven't had that feeling listening to music in so long. So I found um he was like, Oh yeah, that's a this guy, Conway Conway the Machine. I'm like, wow, that's a that's an interesting name. So I dug, I went one night on my my YouTube quest to watch every single YouTube <laughs> in the world. <laughs> So I found some uh, freestyles from Conway. I just kept listening and listening and listening. I was like, this, the next day I posted on Facebook, this is the best rapper I've heard in the past 10 years. (laughs) I I wanted to put a stamp on it. And this was 2015, right before the Devil Reject 2. And I said, this this guy is phenomenal. Like he is very, very worthy of every rewind he gets. Hey, Rashad, I'm sorry, sorry. Let me, sorry to jump in here because I do want you to continue, but I don't necessarily know my Griselda timeline that well. Is this like after the shooting and after? Oh, yeah, this is this this is after the shooting. The cover of uh, Devil Reject 2, he has the, his shoulder with the bullet holes and right, right. all this other stuff. So, yeah, this is after the shooting. And I, I, I couldn't stop. Like, I would get more and more and more. Then I heard West Side. And I was like, eh. I mean, I, I love West Side Gun's beat selection. I think his beat selection is by far one of the best in the game. Um, I love his, I love his fashion. Sometimes it gets, it's too much, a little bit, you know, like he can't get through a, a rhyme without mentioning how much of a fly guy he is like i love the boat you know he's boisterous and and that's hip-hop and i'm like okay cool i feel you i get it i get it but sometimes like his his rhyme delivery and the patterns i'm like all right i'm, I'm kind of bored and his voice overall is it's different but then it gets to be different in the sense of like okay knock it off so uh then i heard benny and I was like, whoa, this, this guy is really good. And then I, I Conway put out another mixtape. And then Benny put out a mixtape. And then Conway put, I'm like, this is a real competition between these guys. And then they had, you know, the guy Fahim was a part of Griselda for, Matt Hami was a part of Griselda for a little bit. And I just followed them to other artists and found more artists from Griselda off that offshoot 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it just continues to grow and grow. But I did have a conversation with Westside on uh, Instagram. Okay. Um, so, was it about? He was he was walking through his California home with all of his paintings on the wall, and mm-hmm. his art collection is massive, mm-hmm. and it is it's impressive. He has a, a lot of great pieces, and I like art. And I'm like, man, that is nice. That's nice. This is nice. And, you know, all of his album covers, he turns them into pieces of art because he truly feels like his album covers are art. Right. Man, you know, okay, you feel what you, you believe it. Then he has this, he has this huge Hitler face because his whole series is like Hitler wears Hermes, you know, and from a, from a graffiti aspect, I, I understand like, because if you go over someone's face, that's a sign of disrespect in the world of graffiti. Right. In a artistic standpoint, I get it. You know, it's, it's shock value. Oh, my God, it's Hitler, you know. But I, I, I had to hit him up and I said, you know, a lot of the fans might not get what you're trying to do with this whole Hitler Where's Hermes series. And you're losing a lot of potential fans that want to listen to your music because they like that type of hip hop. But your weird obsession for Hitler is just be it's it's kind of crazy right now. Like you do know Hitler did not like you. Hitler would not wear listen to a Griselda <laughs> mixtape. No matter how many times you put him on the cover, he would not <laughs> buy your tape. I, I mean, so then I said, well, and my girlfriend's Jewish, right? So she was hugely offended by the, you know, the whole Hitler cover. So I asked him, I said, what if your old Drew, who's a, a, a rapper from Brooklyn, dope MC, happens he's also jewish i uh, said so what if Drew's next album cover was a ku klux klan member but Ooh. without the hood he had like a polo beanie on like what would you do like how would you feel about that album cover oh, his response and, I, and I'll, I'll read it word for word his re- his response at first it shocked me that he actually responded because usually people are like, yeah, get a life. I'm not, yeah, I don't right, know. Exactly. Come on. I, I just made $30 billion. Get out of here. <laughs> but his response was, if Drew did that, I'll buy 10 of them. Oh. Have a blessed night. <laughs> I said, I respect your answer. I mean, <laughs> but Drew couldn't do that. He couldn't produce that cover. They would crucify him. I'm like, so you you really have to be aware of your imagery and your reach right now going up in the in the game. Like a lot of a lot of people won't do their homework. And then you have tons of, you know, young adolescent kids rocking around with Hitler on their shirt, thinking that's the cool thing to do. That's that's totally not that's not cool. And you know, like I said, Hitler would not buy a Griselda t-shirt or album cover at all like he didn't like you either so but he has a whole another thing he has another painting for Hitler wears Hermes 6 
the Hitler's black. He has the black Hitler. Wow. And I was like, bro, you are, this is, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Conway tried to cover it, you know, try to defend him. He's like, no, he's not anti-Semitic at all. That's not anti-Semitic. It's art. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> you might have to tread lightly with that. That's, that is too much. It's tough. It's, only... it's tough because like you go in some record shops, you know, I buy a lot of vinyl. And you go in, you look for, you look for West Side Gun, you look for the sale to albums because of the covers. A lot of record shops won't cut won't cut won't carry those uh, those those vinyls. So the first time I saw the the Hitler West Hermes cover, I was in Sugar Records, which is on Milwaukee Avenue in the city. I walked in there, and the guy in the store goes, "That's the guy who's infatuated with Hitler." And I'm looking, I looked at him before I even put the cover down. I looked at him, I turned around. The guy goes, he goes, "What do you think about it?" And I go, "Well, there's something wrong with this cover. I don't, you know, I don't, I like the music, so I had to pick and choose my word." He goes, and I saw the Star of David on his neck, and I was like, "Oh." Uh, I wouldn't buy the album. I listened to the album. I understand where he's coming from. And the guy goes, good answer. So I'm talking to him in the nice. store and he, he, he pushed me over to um, he pushed me over to the Wu session. He tried to push me away from yourselves and back to Wu and he goes, Ghostface Killer. And there's a new Raekwon. There's a new Raekwon mixtape, a mix album out right now. The Vatican. So he pushed me to the Vatican. He took the man's cover from me and I looked over it and I saw him put it behind the register and I was like, all right, I will stop asking about that album cover. I would buy one Vatican. So I bought the Vatican uh, Raekwon mix, uh, mix uh, vinyl. And he looked at me he was like, good choice. And I'm like, every time I go in that shop, he goes, you listen to any good music lately? Any good uh, any good music that's not hate-inspired? I'm like, well, the music isn't really hateful. It's the album cover. Because he doesn't go that deep into Hitler, you know, musically, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just it's it's a misunderstanding, but at the same time, he lose, like you're right, he loses a lot of fans, he loses a lot of money opportunities here, and people oh, yeah, need, totally. need to clear it up. You need to clear it up, basically. To be honest with you, oh, I mean, there's there's been times where he'll go on this whole is art is art is art rampage, and I'm like, yeah, it's art, but so is. Some other stuff. <laughs> you, you just can't. You, it's, it's really difficult to separate art and reality when you when you know like what this character has done in the pet. Like that is it's too much of a fine line. And I mean, does it sell? Yes, but it, it does drive it could potentially drive home the wrong message. Like you're making Hitler kind of cool. <laughs> like, because he's he's on a album cover, and you know, some kids may not do their research on who this guy is. He's just cool, and we got T-shirts, and he has Hitler as a poster of Jesus Christ on a stained glass window on one of his album covers. And I was like, I get the irony. I understand because I'm smart enough to know what that means. But uh, to a reg regular person to see that, that is like that's. That's a bit much, man. But I mean, besides that, I would have to say Conway is my favorite out of that group. Because like you said, Bradford, he really he took the pain of him being shot and Bell's palsy. And he's really churned that into a driving force for him that is it's astronomical. Yeah, and uh there uh 
you know, their experience growing up uh, in, in Buffalo and, you know, being really adamant about not wanting their kids to have to face the same challenges that they did. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's so narrative to write the Conway stuff. Like it's what another bridge I make between them and, and the Wu-Tang Clan is you, you know, you, you really, really go on whatever journey they want you to go on. They're really good storytellers. And uh, especially for Griselda, like they're just telling true stories. Um, you know, they are just relating what they see and what they've experienced. So it's not even like they have to reach very far to like create this content out of nothing. It's, it's all there and they just like want to want to be the best. I mean, that's the only excuse I can think of for them churning out so much music in 2019, 2020. I mean, there's so much there. Um, and I guess uh, a little bit with Westside, it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of quantity and not, not as much quality in my opinion, but you know, you make a good point about like projecting one image, but you know, his, he's, he's just doing like the mafioso, uh, 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 braggadocious rap and, and, and using art as some sort of, I don't know, weird smoke screen to like, I, I don't know, pretend, pretend like you're something you're not. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just like, be true to themselves and I don't know, do what's really moving people and not try to. Yeah. Not to, not try to create some know. character. Like, I mean, with, with Conway, I, when I was younger, I'll say this, when I listened, when I first heard Mob Deep's Shook Ones or like Hell on Earth, I really like looked to my friends and said, those guys are robbing people. And they're selling drugs. And Queens Bridge is probably the most dangerous place on earth. Right. Because the way that they, they make you, you can literally close your eyes and go where they are. And that's the same with Griselda. I was in the gym one time listening to a song from Conway, and I came out and I really thought I, I was selling drugs in the gym. Like this was <laughs> the way he described it, like from the morning waking up hopping in someone's window, shooting somebody, getting back in the car, driving over the bridge. And I was like, whoa, this may be an illegal song that I just listened to. I'm, this is crazy. So, it, and, and to do that, but to do it with the wordplay that he does it with, and also Benny, like this, this new Benny project that he has with Hit Boy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's extremely polished because it's a hip boy production and it's a really big production with Jay-Z behind it and, and everything, but still the wordplay and the delivery and the bars are just, it is, it's something that you wish would happen all the time with, with your favorite artist. It's almost like, you know, when you, you grow up on an artist and he's amazing and then he puts that CD out, you're like, ah, oh, boy, I wish he didn't did that. <laughs> I lied, nah. <laughs> oh, no, we were just, I, I was just why I looked at you and I looked at those days, like it's a nice moment. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you owe me like you know, your big old chain. 
Man, I, I do agree with you. I mean, with Banny and, and Conway, man, when you close your eyes, you can see it. It's, it's like it's like Wu-Tang. You think about cream and you get, you know, like you write about it. You listen to that stuff in your headphones, something like that. And you get terrified for a moment. That was the first time I listened to Wu in high school. And I, I was, I'm listening, I'm listening to like, you know, I, I, was, I remember listening to like No Hook, you know, the track with Method Man and everybody with Shaq on there. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm on the bus going to school and I'm listening to that track and I'm looking around like, I can get robbed. And so when people are like, what's that paranoia? I'm listening to really good hip hop. Really good music could take you to that place where you feel like this could happen to you. I'm watching people get on the train or the bus and I'm looking around and I'm like, I didn't tuck my chain in. You know, I, I had like a little cross at the time basically because I'm worried. I mean, Benny and Conway, they're really good at taking you to that place. I remember, I remember like you think lyrically, Lyrically, Benny man is a beast. Conway's great, but Benny's lyrics, man, are incredible. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you, you can see he makes other rappers get harder. Like you think about when they did the track with uh he did the track when they did the track with uh 50, he made 50 go back dark again. So this is oh, yeah. two, this is two rappers basically at two different points in their career, and 50 had to step his game up in order to mess with them. And, and same thing with Eminem. You know, when they did the track with Eminem, you notice that M. M ain't been that tight lyrically in a while, but he got on the track with those boys, and that's the you know he tightened up. He pulled his pants up and said, "I got to flow." I mean, everybody flows differently with them, which is a good thing. The the lemon track for with Method Man and Conway, um, Method Man is probably has verse of the year on that, and he was he was really like rhyming to say, "Hey, I can still rhyme." And take a listen to what I got. And I, I played it over and over and over again. Like the, the music, if the music doesn't give you that crunched up face, like, oh, what was what was that? Oh, you have to rewind it and rewind it. Like it, it's just not it. And when whenever I listen to a Gazelda product, you know, like production and a mixtape, I mean, because there's a lot. <laughs> they have they have a lot of work to put out, but I mean, it's it really surprises me that it is that much quality instead of just just a bunch of mixtapes. I mean, some some can be passed on, but others like, did you hear that song on this mixtape? If one song will make the whole mixtape like go play track seven again and again. I like I like I like the way they use wrestling. You know, he started making the uh, he start, he started tying it to wrestling. Man, that wrestling mixtape is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 fourth rope. Yeah, that was man. And then every song is like a different record. Like Bob Backlund, they got. I'm like, yo, I remember Bob Backlund. And it, yeah, they are really heavy into the wrestling. Like when when they had that Hall and Nash song. I, that took me back to 96 when I first saw Razor Ramon show up on uh, w, WCW Nitro and just that, that tore my world apart because what is he doing on Nitro if he's a WWF wrestler? What is going on? Yeah, everybody's like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, this is real. This is happening. Yeah, yeah. so. And you wonder how many how many more they have. And I think that's the fun part is it's, you know, not like they got started when they were like super young, right. It's, 
it's you know definitely been something more so in the last 10 years and um I'm yeah I I wonder where where the line is for them like hopefully you walk away at a good time and don't overstay your welcome and put out too much to where it doesn't mean anything anymore but I mean I feel like it's really the tip of the iceberg like how much more do they have stored away that they just haven't shared with everybody I think they got a lot more to. I think they got a lot more to share. I mean, it's not like it's not like the wool. The, the thing with the wool is, you can kind of see that they're running out of content a little bit, and you know, as, as the Rizzo went more Hollywood, he pulled away from the guys, or whatever. And Method went Hollywood, and, and Ray and Ghost get became better rappers. You know, they came even better rappers. You know, after seeing everybody else go away at that point. I think we're going to sell this. It's going to come down to the things I do worry about, like this, this conflicted behind me. I worry about that movie a little bit, you know, because that movie is supposed to drop like early summer. And now I'm hearing it's going to drop like, I think the middle of January. That's what they're saying. So conflicted is supposed to be like their, it's supposed to be like their version of Buffalo, how, you know, how Buffalo street life is and everything. And that's supposed to be coming. And it, it gives you that belly life vibe to it. And belly was good and bad for a lot of reasons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, belly kind of stunted some people's growth. If you think about what happened to DMX after belly, no one knows. I mean, you know, you know D went down, went down a very dark path at the belly. I mean, he became tummy. You know, that's what I worry about sometimes. That's the thing I worry about West Side Gun is that what happens if he becomes that person? that, you know, he's trying to become, like, through art and everything else, because, you know, life imitates art, and that's the scary thing about West Side Gun, about, about, uh, about West Side Gun right now, is that we don't know what he's going to evolve into. It might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing, you know, he might turn into an actor, like, most deaf or something like that, but, yeah, I think when they start making movies and stuff like that, if the movie's terrible, or it becomes a, a, a street classic, per se, you know, will they become this image opposed to evolving more as an MC or artist at this point? Yeah, I mean, Benny put out two, he, Benny made two comments on Instagram that literally scared, scared me so bad. Last year, the beginning of the year, Drake did an interview and he mentioned who he's listening to. And he was like, I mean, if you really want to go, like bar for bar, you you gotta uh, sit down and listen to Benny the Butcher, and I was and I said, oh no, <laughs> oh no, no, don't you mention him, please don't. And he, you know, Benny reposted it, and he goes, can't wait till we do a song, and I just said, oh. stop, don't you, don't you do this to me. <laughs> yeah, that's so messed up because I was gonna say something about Drake during this conversation. I was like, you know, like that if I'm just listening to whatever music and it's good beats, you know, maybe it's Drake here and there, that's fine. Yeah. But like Drake doesn't make me feel anything. Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's fine. Like I'm not yeah. like I'm not trying to take anything away from any anybody anybody else's art, right? But but yeah, this whole this whole movie thing, you bring up a really good point. Like we were talking about Outcast earlier. Um, you know, again, movie watching subjective experience. I don't know how you guys feel about the Outcast on the big screen experience, but um, you know, I'm wondering mm -hmm. if it worked out the way they thought it would. Like, did they 
<laughs> was ATL is like the the movie they had in their minds when they you know when when Big Boy decided that like you know he you know wanted to be on the big screen someday. Uh, I would I would be afraid of this kind of not ruining them, but but yeah, it's 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 hard when there's like another side to the situation, like what comes afterwards for them. Are they the same people? Do they come out differently? Can they still stay true to what they do? I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, truth be told, I was I was very nervous with the whole rock nation um signing with Benny and I mean because from looking looking at it from a fan's point of view it's good job I'm, I'm happy that you're getting this accolade that you've been rhyming about for the past four or five mixtapes that you deserve and you're finally getting the shine that you deserve but the selfish fan like the the true like hip hop head fan in me is like, no, go back to not having anything, please. That makes you more hungry, more more diligent. It's almost like by the time Slim Shady 2 came around, it's like, oh no, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> so I was nervous, you know, for the first project that he was coming up with that it was going to be like a major um, push, but overall, I mean, it, it's pretty solid. And then Conway came from with the from the king to a god. It's pretty solid, you know. I'm, it, they're, right, right now, they're really in their groove. Um, I mean, Conway does some sometimes this weird thing when he tries to sing a little bit when he sings the hooks. Was is kind of comical. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? Um, sooner or later everybody tries to sing a little bit because because you're trying to grow right i mean yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's not not always positive growth yeah that's the thing and then if a fan doesn't like the song then they're like well you i gotta grow you can't you can't listen to <laughs> you can't listen to uh me rap about what i rap about five mixtapes ago i'm i'm a different person now you're like no be that same person no wait you're this guy this guy right here um <laughs> exactly yeah. um so um yeah i'm hoping the movie doesn't ruin them for me um but you know that's 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 a very selfish thing to say also i want to acknowledge that like as a fan i just like consume so you know, uh, not taking anything away from what they're doing right now. Like I, I think that from King to a God is like top three for me this year. Um, mostly cause I've played it out, uh, and, and continue to, uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan, but you know, I'm also all about Alchemist this year too. So, sure. you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with the Freddie Gibbs album for me. Um, I, that's something else I've played out a lot this year. Um, and, uh, the production is just, is just so good. Um, and I really like, as far as like the overall tempo or pace of a lot of Griselda stuff, like, I love it when they slow shit down. Um, oh yeah. And they like really like intentionally want, want you to listen and, um, 
Another thing I really like about them is un how unapologetic they are about who they are. And not that all, you know, all, all MCs aren't, uh, it's not like I'm saying they're apologetic, but yeah, it's just, it's just no apologies. I'm going to slow this beat down as, as much as I can so you hear every word. So there's, you know, no question about the, the story I'm trying to tell or whatever. Um, and, you know, those are things that I had always liked about the Wu in the same way. I mean, you mentioned Cream earlier. It's like, I, I don't know what it is about the slow beats or, you know, especially the slow Alchemist beats that just like really make it an easy listening experience for me. Um, it's something that you can sit and bob your head to. It's not real complicated and it's not going to make you get up and like dance. And that's not... Uh, what I'm necessarily listening to it for. Yeah, yeah. I like that you talk about the slow down beats because I really love the um the Lulu album that uh, Alchemist did. Yeah. And you know, like when you're talking about how you got introduced to them and you know your guy that had like the mixtape delivery that was almost like a drug deal. Like I look at a lot of their discography and it's really hard for me to determine like what is actual albums? What are studio albums? What are mixtapes? Because again, everyone seems very protective of what they're doing and whether they finally have that album under Shady or under Rock Nation, like they're still kind of protected on the streets, I think. So anyhow, I bring up the Lulu album because that for me showed how much like, I guess Conway kind of is somewhat like the heart and soul of the, um, the collective. And then Benny, obviously for me is a lyricist, I guess. And then you know, Westside is just the mastermind slash flashy dude. He also, he, I think he owns a part of a wrestling franchise too. That's how much he actually is into wrestling. How much he admits that it brings it back to his inner child. I don't know what, what like um, C-level wrestling league he, he, he has some stock in, but he definitely supports that industry. Now he, 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 he loves wrestling. Yeah. Last night he was on live. And he pulls out of his like suitcase or something two Chris Benoit like action figures. He's like, this is this is blood Chris Benoit because he has on red pants, and this is Crip Chris Benoit because he has on blue pants. And I'm gonna make Crip blood uh, Benoit fight Crip Benoit, and I'm like, yo, you are really bugged out right now. Tripping. He and I, I mean, he went on for the like. He was watching the Buffalo Bills game, and then when that came too boring for him, and he just bust out with like action figures of wrestlers, and he's like, "I'm, I'm going to make them wrestle." And uh, I mean, I was like, "Yo, this this dude is he is trippy." Yeah, and again, staying true to who they are. Like, I feel like sometimes you can picture them as like ten, eleven, twelve year old little kids and what they were into, and you know they're yeah they're still super young at heart i mean yeah and they're all like family right like um what is it one of them is brothers and one of them is cousins yeah. is that basically it yeah conway and Westside are brothers and uh betty's their cousin yeah so i mean from that standpoint i don't see it happen uh, you know the group breaking up i don't see it anything like that like you know, Kyle, Benny is really getting this push right now as like one of the top lyricists as of right now. 
I mean, that song he had with Freddie Gibbs on uh, the new project is that is really, really, really clean, really good. And the beats, like you said, Bradford, those beats, when they slow the beats down and then it's, it's, it's not some crazy hook in the background and it's not a track that you will hear in the club, you have, you're forced to pay attention to what they're saying. And then from there, they paint that picture that is, it's, it's almost like only they can paint it for you. I, I, in high, you no, know, in college, I had friends that were from Buffalo. So whenever they said like Buffalo was hard, like Kiwa, you remember Colleen, like she would yeah. always talk about like how Buffalo was so tough and grimy. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would look at her like, you are ridiculous. <laughs> There's nothing but what <laughs> Buffalo wings there. I know you guys have tons of Buffalo wings, hockey, and um, that's it. Because <laughs> I've never heard about the tough streets of Buffalo. I mean, she would... is from there. Yo, yes. I mean, yeah. she would, she oh, would go Kane. on. Yeah. Kane is from there. Kane is from there. Yeah, because they they always mention Patrick Kane in the song. So, oh, but they, I mean, she would go on and on, and like she was a Wu Tang head. Mm-hmm. She was like, "No, I'm telling you, Buffalo is just it's grimy, it's hard, it's rough. Just I can't wait for somebody to Buffalo to blow." And I remember when when they were starting the bubble, I would call her like, "Have you heard of them? Do you know? Are, are these streets familiar to you?" She goes, "Yeah, I, I know the streets. I've never heard of them." So she took a listen and she called. She's like, I told you, I told you to happen. And it's finally happened. And I'm so happy for them. I'm like, yeah, well, okay. They're they're official to me. Yeah, man. I think they're trying to. Oh, what were you going to say, Bradford? No, go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say quickly, like the album cover of the WC, was it WWCW? No, WWC um, D. That oh, yeah. album. Do you know who that is on the cover of the album? No. Like for a while, like me ignorantly not knowing, and I'm not a, a Griselda completist. I was like, maybe that's Griselda. I don't know. Cause it looked like it's the old lady, but it's actually um, like a bum that's from Buffalo. I think her name is Claire. Like, like some like hobo oh, that everybody that they knows. Knew from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's yeah, kind of like their way to kind of put the authenticity stamp on it, you know? For sure. And yeah, it's a, I think someone had mentioned earlier about it. Transporting you to like, you know, the exact time and place of like wherever they're, you know, wherever they're rapping about. And um, it's like you really feel like you, you know that neighborhood, even though you like don't know that neighborhood at all. I feel the same way about Freddie Gibbs and Gary, Indiana. I feel mm-hmm. the same way about like um, that one Wu track that uh, Killer Hills 10304. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Like, like, like how how much do you feel like you know everybody in his neighborhood in that song? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the dude on the corner, you know, who owns the corner store, but can also build a bomb. Um, who, you know, learned, he was from Afghanistan, learned how to do it when he was a little kid, like. Uh, like hell was one of three or four. <laughs> yeah, it's like so visceral. Uh, um so it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, I would, you know, even if I knew shit about Buffalo, I'd never have any kind of view into what it was like there for, for you know, anybody specifically. Um, and there are places like that all over America. So, it, you know, I, I'm like, well, where's the next, where's the next Griselda crew coming from? Like, 
Exactly. You're, you're yeah, going to be the I... next like underground artist. Um, I'm really looking forward to that because I, you know, I, I had, didn't, didn't know where music was like during these times, you know, and it's like through artists like this, that gives you a little bit of hope. Yeah, it does give you a lot of hope with the, I mean, at one point it was a lot of, it was a big influx of a lot of Lil rappers, like Lil Yachty, Lil this, Lil that. I mean, no disrespect to them because, you know, they, they have their own lane and they do what they do. So, but being my age, I can't see myself like hopping in the car on a road trip and playing Little Pump for <laughs> a consecutive amounts of time. I, I, I mean, it's just not, it's not me. So this gives you gives you a feel of like when the locks were first coming out and they were like really it was three rappers that could really rap and hold their own and then you you know you had Jada but Styles would just go crazy and then lo and behold like Griselda opened up for the locks and it 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 just is the same type of feel like they're rapping about something that's authentic. They're rapping about something, even if they didn't do what they're rapping about, say they're rapping about someone else's life. I can tell that it's so firsthand that, you know, I can believe it because, you know, I've seen some of the things that they've rapped about, or if you don't know, uh, a Bobby or from the from the corner store you there's someone that you can relate that character to that they're rapping about you're like oh yeah yeah okay I see where they're coming from I mean, I mean everybody doesn't have Basquiat's on the wall but everyone has seen someone you know drink a 40 ounce before so I mean the it it really covers the scale from aspirations to you know reality for me so of course, I would love to have as much art as West Side Gun and wear um, Chanel ski mask, <laughs> you know, on a in in the summertime when he's that. This it. This is what really drives me wild about West Side. So I went to the Griselda show here in Chicago uh, last year. That? Okay, last year when it came. So the it was a real like hush hush. Griselda's coming type, you know, event. Well, it was really like, don't say, don't say it too loud or it's not gonna happen. It's like the boogeyman's coming. Griselda's <laughs> coming. And at first the tickets were just $20. And I'm like, really? All right, cool. Yeah, I'll I'll just wait a bit. I'll wait a while. No one's really, you know, gonna buy them tickets up like that. Because I tried to go to one other show before that two years ago and it was sold out with I mean, it was ridiculous, but this was a bigger venue. They came. Westside's performing in a ski mask, a full-length bubble coat, sweater, boots, and gloves on the whole show. For well, half of the show. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. I know it's I know it's hot from being on those stages. He has to be burning up under the mask. And he's just, he's rhyming, and I'm like, well, I got to give him credit for that. I mean, for that alone. But then, like, I mean, the whole energy of the show is like, 
these guys are phenomenal. And, you know, to bring back the nostalgia failure with the woo, you go to a woo show, there's at least 50 people on stage. You have right. you know, the nine MCs plus their plus ones. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's on the woo stage. And with Griselda, there's at least 40 to 50 people on stage. Oh, wow. There's like Griselda, the cousins of Griselda, family members, people that was that grew up with them, their friends, the, the artists that performed before them, they're allowed on stage. It is a real big movement behind them. And I mean, it's it's really it's dope to see. It's it's amazing to see. And then, you know, they, they interact with the the people like, hey, you want to come up on and do this rap and you want to do this? You want to hear some weed? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it gives you a feel like they're really trying their best to connect to everybody as much as possible. And, you know, only if Westside removes those uh, artwork covers, he would be, I mean, his potential is amazing because his beats, like I said, his beats, some beats that he picks where he wants to talk about his art is they're, they're really, they're really great. Um, but overall this move, and I, I don't see it stopping for, for quite some time. I hope that it doesn't stop for quite some time. Yeah. Rashad, you, you bring up um, West side's art antics. You've taken me back to a, a bad memory of uh, I had this uncle who would um, have like a Nazi flag and a Confederate flag and, just trying to like show it and flaunt it just to be like, you know, the streets is talking about this. I'm going to post a flag up and, you know, like Bradford was talking about, was like, this ain't who you, who you are. And you're trying to pretend yeah. like you're something you're not. Yeah. But it's just like it's shock just... art, you know, it's, and it's using art as an excuse to just, uh, yeah. you know, lack social conscious or exactly, you know, especially when you're, trying to build up what you do and to have, you know, hopefully have people see you fairly. I mean, that doesn't seem to be something they really care about at all, but still you, you have a responsibility, I think, uh, when it comes to certain things and, and putting art out there on the whipping post to uh, be your excuse for everything. Um, that can only go so far, I think. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, the, I, I guess that's the whole thing that I was at least trying to relate to him in my Instagram post is like some people are going to understand that it's art but you you probably you're offending a good 500,000 or more people who have lost families due to this certain person's ideology and actions so you really have to take a step back from yourself and not to mention I mean it, it sounds funny but Hitler would not buy a Griselda album. Like he just right. H Hitler would not approve of the Alchemist collaboration. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> it would definitely he's not. He's not listening to Action Bronson. Yeah. Yeah, he he's definitely not putting that in the bands when he goes to see Jesse Owens win <laughs> every every race competition. It's just not happening. So it just makes you look borderline ridiculous when you when you're like his next album is sincerely adolf yeah like bruh knock it off like stop 
take it, take a step back. Like the the only thing that I that I fear is is that it'll get so much attention that he'll get the wrong attention from the you know from the right people, and then you know because right now we live in a cancel culture, and he will he will feel the wrath of. You know, cancel fever he would be canceled <laughs> which is i mean it sounds it sounds almost audacious as a black person to be canceled but he is really he's running the risk of it it seems I like mean, weird timing when you're about to go super mainstream with a movie and you're finally getting a certain audience that maybe you've been dreaming about it's it's do you think it's deliberate like is it just natural self-destructive tendencies that some of us have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to interpret. I did see an interview of them three. Um, it was posted earlier this year. And I didn't see him use the uh, the it's art argument, Rashad, but I did hear him like spout about, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to do whatever I do. And, you know, if he feels like he's propelled this far and he even was kind of like semi-bragging about He's the puppet master, although he doesn't call himself that. And he wasn't even rhyming for like seven years, but somehow he's kind of like brought this group out of nothing. But I mean, like when you talk about where's the next Griselda's, you're not going to have any of these like gr groups that have the the word on the street without somebody that's like a beacon or that somebody mm -hmm. that's going to shine that light or somebody that's looking at the art and, you know, wanting to strive for that. Because if you have three like titans of lyricists like Benny's like three of them or you know three Kanye I mean sorry Conway like you know whining a cat's so was again I don't, I don't claim that he's whining but I do like sad boy rap myself but again you know it's like you have to have that range you have to have that convergence and you have to have that ringleader that kind of you know shows everybody like we're gonna go to the next one you know regardless if you're with us or not what I, what I worry about with them is pissing off the producers because most of their producers, you look at Derringer, you look at uh, the Beat Butcher, who's from uh, who's from the UK. So you start looking at the, the production. What makes them stand out the most between being lyrics is their production is stellar. You throw Alchemist in that mix. There's a lot of people of Jewish descent that are making these big Griselda beats. So that's the dangerous thing that goes on. Because you because you know uh, Derringer was talking about. He'd been messing with, uh, you know, he'd been messing with guns since like 2004, and he was saying, "That's my guy." You know, I know he says stuff, but I, you know, he respects him at that point. But it gets to a point where sometimes he might get canceled, and then Darren's just gonna take that production and go somewhere else with that production. That's what makes them cold right now. It's the fact that your producers, man, you know, are people that can get you canceled. There's <laughs> the same people. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. And and another thing, like he. Conway has a couple of tracks that he's done with Droog. Like I said, Droog is from Brooklyn. He was from a, a total orthodox community. Um, his his beats are from Derringer and you know that same that same camp. Like you don't want to. It's almost like play nice, almost. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you consider these people friends of yours or your boys or your buddies. I don't want to like, you know, go sideways and and try to defend it to them. Is oh, like oh, guys, you're overreacting. It's, it's just art. Don't worry about it. You know who I am. Well, you know, like or have them 
to you know defend you in front of their you know their people that would be I was, that's crazy to me like I would never want to put a friend in that position so if you could like they're on Vlad TV and Vlad was you know Vlad's asking Conway like hey man like what's going on with all the you know, Hitler stuff and Conway to a point was like, you gotta ask him because I mean, <laughs> it's it's art, man. He, he he tries to say like, you know how many like Jewish lawyers is in the label? Like they wouldn't if they felt any type of way, they wouldn't let this project come out. And trust me, it's not this, it's it's not that. But then Vlad brings up like arguments where he's he's quoted. You know, some folks that are, you know, real crazy with the wording. And he's like, but what about when he quoted so-and-so? And he's like, look, man, you got to ask him because I'm, I'm, I know who he is as a character, you know, as, a, as, as I know his character as a person, but you just got to ask him. And I mean, to his point, like, I, he doesn't give a fuck. He's making tons of money right now. But at one point, you got to give a fuck because those tons of money, can you can go right back to whooping a key of Coke and trying to sell it. So, like, you don't want to make that mistake. And I think being around JC more will get him to understand where you, you got to be able to play both sides of the room. Even if, I mean, even in, like I, in work, like, I may not like you, but we got to work together, so, you know, you know at the end of the day this is work so you know you got to do something to continue your work to be spread around which is the ultimate goal because god forbid you have to go back to where you came from that is true i mean so what do you guys think about the whole slim the whole uh the whole shady record situation because i i believe they're off shady records right now um and I know, I mean, what went down there in that situation? Oh, Eminem being Eminem as a businessman person, he's not really that sound. I mean, he has Slaughterhouse. Like, what happened to Slaughterhouse? They never, I don't even think Slaughterhouse came up with, out with an album, which is bad. Because they had a good collective of MCs. So it's on Shady Records, there's Slim Shady and then there's others no one really gets the shine that they deserve because it's a you know i don't think that's his business that's not him he's a he's an artist some artists can't transfer into businessmen yeah i would be scared eminem would just fly off the handle trying to do uh any kind of business with him he's just so angry he's just so angry um, and maybe he's not, but that's that's how I feel when I listen uh, to his music. It's just uh, uh, he must be hard to live with. <laughs> not the best roommate. Not the best. Especially when he starts growing that beard. When he, he grows that beard, he's oh man, the dark hair. <laughs> it's the dark beard. When when Marshall grows that dark beard, it yeah. is. I know is that beard is weird. <laughs> he's using that uh that that emmett smith just for men <laughs> it's yeah because up top is very salt and pepper but that beard is all black and it is it never fully grows all the way in 
but it, it, it's it's real shadowy, and he's he gets angry when that beard comes. He puts on the small black suit, and you're like, "What is he about to do right now?" I mean, <laughs> I was looking at that record, uh, that new album cover a couple of days ago, and I'm like, "What is going on in this album cover?" I know what you mean. The just the just for men uh, beard kit is in full effect. The suit is very small, and he's staring like he's about to like flip out on you right now on the cover. I mean. Em is yeah. a different beast, man. You know, it's like I love the first album. After that, it got dark and got scary. <laughs> you know, like lyrically, I mean, I'm like, man, I love him lyrically, but I mean, Kamikaze and Godzilla is awesome. But other than that, if you get off of Godzilla, Eminem, the rest of the album you can't listen to. I used to yeah, drive but- at, from other places late at night listening to Eminem. I had to stop because I'm driving through the heartland of America, the ass crack of America. And I'm listening to Eminem, and I'm looking out the window. I'm like, this is really depressing me. I had to change the music, open yeah. my roll my window down, call somebody I hadn't talked to in a while. Because Eminem, now, man, it makes you want to stop life. <laughs> like, I need to now imagine that as a, a record exec. Like, he's really unpredictable. He's unpredictable with song selection, so he might be unpredictable as hell when it comes to like nobody. I mean, he had Conway. And it was amazing. And he's still to this day, like, big ups Conway. And he's, you know, he's he doesn't burn his bridges with them. But I think the whole Rock Nation deal with Benny, because I don't know if Conway is still on Griselda. I believe he's, I mean, I don't know if Conway is still on Shady. I believe he is. But I know Benny was never on Shady. He was just signed to Griselda, which was a smart idea on west side's behalf is not put all our eggs in one basket let's see if we can shop it around and then when you start like when you get jay-z to come to your concert and he's backstage and he's like telling you he's reciting your lyrics you're like okay i mean m is great but then you have hove making a billion dollars so yeah m is like a uh your foot in the door right to like get you to that next level but yeah, you know, yeah, partners or bedfellows for a long period of time. No way. Yeah, exactly. no way. I don't think Eminem's going to be alive that long. <laughs> you know, the way he's going, man, it's scary. Like he's right now, he's in a like a rap battle with Lil Pump. How's how like, that a battle? Royce the Five Nine is like trying to tell Eminem to chill. Like, yo, stop. Stop. This is not anything you should pay attention to. Little pump. He's 12. He's 12. And he's from, cool he's from, he's from Miami, Florida. So, I mean, yeah. it's, what do you want to do? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, chill. It, 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 is, it is crazy you think about it because, you know, with Jay, Jay keeps talent around him because he's like a vampire. He's like LeBron James. LeBron yeah. James keeps younger players around him so he can win more championships. <laughs> They're vampires. Round of applause. They they suck the youth out of you. They get famous. They win a championship. And I think Brian has learned a lot from Jay in terms of how do you stay young in hip hop. Let's go. Let's go mess with Griselda. He saw it. I mean, and Drake does the same damn thing. Because what Drake does is I want to make a song with you. Like right now, he's in the trenches right now with Lil Durk. And I'm laughing. I'm like, what is the man from Toronto doing on O Block? What is really going on? And then, you know, and it's sad. You think about music, you know, music wordplay, where Dirk goes, I'm going to bring Drake to the hood to show up to introduce him to more Drakes. 
And I'm like, I'm listening to this lyric, and I'm just like, did he just say, uh, bro, Drake to Chicago introducing the more Drakes? Yeah, like, I surrounded Drakes with Drakes, Drake's. and I was like, wow, <laughs> wow, I'm like, that's scary. Wow. And those are the attorneys, lawyers that keep him out of jail. So that's who they were. And so I was like, man, I mean, it, it, it's scary because, you know, we're Griselda and Rock Nation. The thing is, the vampire is in the room right now. You know, the one, you know, he's like, you know, you ever watch Bram Stoker's Dracula? And he talked about, he went through this, he went through the, uh, the seas of time to get here. Basically. That's, how, that's how Jay is. Jay is like that. Drake is going to be like that as he gets older because they got to stay relevant. Uh, Jay ain't sold a brick. Or sold these drugs in over 30 years. So he I'm had to go back to the streets and figure it out. Yeah, man. I mean, we just have to mention names like Benny Siegel, yeah. uh, uh, who just yeah. just never recovered from the blood sucking of Jay-Z. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis Bleak has never put out a good project. Uh, it's, the, it's Dynasty all over again. Woo! Good, uh, then don't. you... Oh man, that was such a bad album. When you when you think of it, it was so bad. Yes. Yeah, there was people, some garbage on that album, yeah. People like to say Kingdom Come, which is also oh. a frisbee. <laughs> it's a frisbee. That is a frisbee. It's a brick. That's a advisor promo. That's what that is. But, Show me when you show me what oh yeah that was yeah whatever that was that was like yeah that was a Budweiser commercial but then when you go deep down dynasty was (laughs) not very good and I and me that's what I'm scared of that one day Benny drops a dynasty album (laughs) and I'm like no please no I don't want to go back to listen to all your old songs and have to cancel you because you've made it i mean when you make it it's it's hard to talk about what you just talked about 12 songs ago it's difficult but you have to find a a, a way to reinvent i mean it's the wolf stopped talking about shaolin and i was like oh man (laughs) <laughs> they start talking about bedrock and stuff like that. Yeah, the video with them looking like the Flintstones. Oh, man. Gravel, like, oh. travel pit. Yeah. Travel yeah. Pit. Man, it was the Flintstones uh, soundtrack. That's what that was. Back, back, and forth and forth. I was like, oh no. You're like, no. <laughs> Wu-Tang I know it's like dinosaur. yeah, I got the it's like yeah, I got the new CD. It's like, is it good? Mm, well, no. <laughs> no. You, you got to listen to it a few times. As soon as you start telling people, you have to listen to something yeah. like five times to like it. It's not good. It's definitely it's not, good not good. It's That's like when they when the Wu dropped Iron Flag. Oh. I was like, I was like, well, maybe they have something to redeem themselves with with this. And then and after the second song, the second song, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, man. When you had Junior Reed on the track, when they went when they went with that whole Caribbean flow, that had nothing to do with Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, I heard Junior Reed, one blood. You're like, no. And then the game, years later, samples the same song and releases the album. And everybody yeah. was like, one blood is nice. They, the Wu already did that. It was under the W. And then the, uh... The song Uzi off of uh, Iron Flag. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think of a couple others. Like, and when you have to do that, you're like, let me think of a couple of. Other. I just don't want Conway 
and Benny to get into this this realm where it's like where we got to continue to elevate our art because you know a lot of a lot of rappers do this for some strange reason like Andre 3000 you know Andre was amazing <laughs> in uh AT Aliens and Pacumina, uh Pacumina. Pacumina. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you know, I'm not a rapper. I'm an artist. They're like, oh, man, I know what's next. Hemp sandals. Hemp sandals and brown bracelets. Like, Common. <laughs> Common. Yeah. Yeah, Common was amazing. Yeah. Like, Common made, you know, B. And then, you know, uh, one day it'll all make sense. And Resurrection. <laughs> and then... Something happened after Bad like water for chocolate. After Bad do happen. After water for chocolate, I said, uh oh. Uh oh. Then he had a dashiki and yeah. and is your eye still green, girl? I'm like, oh, oh no. That's about Erica Badu right there. Yeah. Oh man. And then come and then Kanye came and finished them all. But he gave him B, man. And he got into his collective soul and just introduced him to the gap and everything else, man. And uh to find the 600 count thread count. He was over at that point, man. He needed better sheets. People <laughs> so. like to people like to attribute B solely to Kanye, but it was a lot of Jay Dilla influences on a lot of those songs. It was yeah. Jay Dilla's last production. So it was extremely like, oh man, this is one of Jay Dilla's last joints. And then you got Kanye with Dilla. Great. So <laughs> after that, it was like comment for president 2021. It was it's just now he's on like he's on the vote campaign now and he's rapping with Joe Biden and no, not Joe. Microsoft. Oh yeah, he's like he's doing like Microsoft commercials. It's just not the same dude from 87th Street. And I I want Benny and Conway to stay on Mayblock. Just stay there. Just it's right. Like, it's not going to happen. Because you are thinking about, if you listen to that album, that album, he settled reasonable doubt on that album. If you think about that, that album sounds like a Jay-Z album. Jay-Z can literally take every beat oh, yeah. of that album and drop it right now. With, the, with that Hit Boy, the production, that's one thing I was really scared about because Hit Boy did that Nas thing yeah. that Nas called an album last couple of months ago, it was, it was when he did the scatting, you know, Nas tried to scat because the rhymes was like, duh, 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 duh. I was like, oh man, now you're just bored. Now you just, Nas falls into the, I'm a great artist, so it doesn't matter what beat I use. Listen to what I say. It's just, it doesn't work. But Hit Boy came and did the whole production for Nas. And then it was so-so. Then he was like, I'm doing Benny's whole album. I was like, uh-oh. He did him uh, in the studio at the same time. Do you you ever, you ever watch that behind the scenes of Nas oh, album? Yeah. He had Benny next door. He had Nas in one room. And Nas is like, what's up with the Benny guy? And I was like, and Nas had no clue who Benny really was. And Benny had dropped a lot of projects. That was the weird thing that was going on, you know, when they were doing Nas's album. Because Hip Boy was also doing some work with uh, that, you know that you know that dude out of Atlanta, uh, the one that went at uh, Jay Z this week. Uh, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I won't say his name. You said his name three times. He appeared. 
So I mean, don't say his name. <laughs> he said, I can't name 30 Jay-Z songs that people know the words to. And I paused for a minute. I'm like, Thugger? No. No, Thugger. No. It's bad when everybody in the studio got quiet and left him, left him talking. They were just how like... You, as, as a not as nice, how don't you know Tana Talk 3? How, how can you not know that body of work? As phenomenal as that project is, how don't you know, oh man, that's the guy that made Tana Talk 3. Like I, I watched, I remember watching Hip Hop Honors and Big Daddy Kane was being honored and to the side, LL Cool J was rapping the whole song with Kane while he was performing. Like, because when you were rhyming and another person said that they were good, you had to go check it out. Like, okay, let's see, let's see what the talk is about. And then you gave him props, like, oh man. So either Nas is in a closet, like not listening to music besides Jay-Z's, so he can try to like one up Hove of some weird competition that they have. Because Jay-Z makes a I mean Nas drops an album and then Jay-Z and Beyonce produces a song with Pharrell, which is, I mean, they drop on the same day. No. So how don't you know where the music is coming from now? Yeah, really, even my first brick. I'm like, (laughs) how did, how do you skip over that one? Because, yeah, I mean, Tan Talk 3 is is unreal. And, like, I went went back and revisited... uh, uh, my first brick, a couple. Oh yeah, times. my first brick is amazing. Yeah, I mean, like hit, like song after song, you know. He was with Nikki when that was going on, so you yeah. know he he was lost at that point. He was with Nikki, so we'll say Nikki Minaj. She assumed his time, so he wasn't listening to music. He was too busy trying to figure. He was trying to help her. He thought he saw the Beyonce moment there. He thought that if I, you know, if Nikki Minaj and I become a power couple, we can basically rival Jay and Beyonce. He's always, and if I know this isn't a Nas cast, but Nas has, he's always been in competition with the shadow of Jay Z, which is like, because I'm Nas. I've made the best hip hop album, period. Illmatic. Give me my crown, my props. I am Nas. And then you got Biggie coming along, and then you got Jay Z, and then like the, the limelight is moved and removed from him permanently, which, I mean, has to be sad, but that's what he's doing. He's He made comments like, yeah, I could have been had Beyonce a long time ago. Like, nah, okay. chill, bro. In the book, he goes, I could have been had Beyonce, but her breath stinks. So I passed. It's like, nah, all right, bro. Relax. And then you hug yeah. her, and then you hugging her at the every award show. Something, hey, how are you? That's hard to do, you know, in that situation. I mean, you know where, you know where the, the 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 bread is buttered, fam. You, <laughs> you do not go against Beyonce and Jay Z right now. It's, that's impossible. Yeah, because you don't want Disney coming after you. Disney, uh, Disney will, you know, do it dirty for sure. <laughs> You won't have any more ring money. Like, no, your, no. Your, your, your ring money is gone after they come for you. They would make at least an artist again. by somebody in a Mickey Mouse costume. <laughs> we suspect it. Please have a new album by Tuesday produced by Beyonce and Jay-Z. It's just like the Carters with Lease. And it would be, it'll sell your records right now. That's yeah, how scary it, it is. 
I like before to get back over Griselda. <laughs> I really, I really hope that they continue this this wave that they have because it's it's amazing, it's refreshing, and it also like opens up that lane for you know real grimy rap is not a thing of the past. Like you, a long time ago, like maybe even ten years ago, people were just like, yeah, you're stuck in the '90s because you're still listening to Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. You're 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 stuck in this era that is gone, but now that era is back, and is you know it's back with Griselda, Rock Marciano is another artist that is fabulous. Um, you, you know you have a lot of MCs that are in that same lane, and right now Griselda is the spearhead for that lane. And for those artists' sake, for those other artists' sake, I hope it continues because it shows them a way that, you know, there there is a way to make money and you don't have to have a dance on your, your song. There's You don't have to have a crazy TikTok moment. To, you, know. you don't have to have a hook. You don't, you don't have to have a hook. Like, you don't have to have a hook. Like no one's no one's talking about the lemon squeeze hook, right? No, oh, no, man, that's when he that's when he tried the lemon squeeze. It, it's so bad that I found myself repeating it. Like, why is he saying this? Ah, fuck it, he said it. I'm saying it too now. Yeah, so it's hard because you hope that well, kind of what you're saying, uh, Rashad. Like you, you hope that they don't go all Pepsi. You know that. Yeah. But at the same point, I'm like, I'm trying to put myself in those shoes. And, you know, if who, whomever comes knocking at your door, what, what is your, what is the price? What is your price? Do they have a price? What are they willing to sell to get whatever it is? Um, you know, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm curious to see what happens next. And the double down on their, their uh, rapper slash wrestler uh, scenario Ted DiBiase says everyone has a price. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, let's let's just hope if they if they do have that sellout moment, it's it's a it's something good. Um, like, I don't know if you want to do it for you know, is it is it Reese's Puffs? Is it um, <laughs> you know, it, it's got to be something good. It can't oh, be like it be like Fresca or you know something really weak. I know Conway's already rapping about Mountain Dew in one of his songs, so. Oh, no, not hip-hop pop. I can't <laughs> take it. I only drink Mountain Dew, and I'm like, no, don't do it. No. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that is true. It's going to come. And when it comes, you got to have your price. So I hope their price is at least up there to where it's a, a billion dollars, man, or close to. I see that that wallpaper. Yeah, I mean that's Rock, Rock Marciano and Jay, and Jay is coming. Like Rock Marciano's been around since 2011, 2010. Mm-hmm. And he made like the Rock Files. It, it's amazing songs. And it's really like pimpish rap, but not down south. It's New York pimp rap, which is pretty cool. He has great bars, great lyrics, great delivery. And lo and behold, the man with the the knotted hair. Is now around Rock Marciano. He's like and, energy. And Mount Marciano, his latest project, it was good, but the fans were looking for so much more. Fans are ruthless. I mean, oh, try oh. pleasing anyone right now. Uh, 
it's really difficult and the market is really saturated. So, you know, we have, it's like endless streaming of anything you could possibly want. Like how do you make yourself stand out? Yeah, that is true. Like pleasing, pleasing fans are, that's very difficult. That's actually one of the, the strands, the strains I have with like managing artists, like my artist, Vail the General. He doesn't even like being called my artist. So the artist, Vail the General. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's going through this whole thing where, you know, like he can do multiple, have multiple lanes. Like he can do the boom bap lane, right? Because that's the, the bread and butter. That's what he knows. He can, I mean, but at the same time, his musical influences, I mean, you can catch him listening to A-Ball, MJG. You can catch him listening to Scarface, um, you know, Pastor Troy. Just There's a bunch of eclectic things. So he's like, I can do that too. It's like, yeah, but I mean, like I tell some people, just because they make the pants in your size don't doesn't mean you have to buy them. Don't do that. This is what you're great at you may be good at this but this is put the blinders on the horse this is what you're great at so let's churn out some stuff that you're great at and then when you're ready to go walk in in the sand with you know flip-flops on like hove (laughs) like this when you want to by that time you you have a discography that that the fans can enjoy and love and you know, then you start making music for yourself, what they all say they do now. So. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot of that's reflected in like what we're hearing from them. I mean, it's it's all very personal, so it's like something you want to put on your headphones, and, like be by yourself, and, like have an experience, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's that type of music that teenagers should be like listening to in bedrooms behind closed doors with their friends you know what I mean talking about what somebody just said or like can you believe what they just said or what you know what I mean like trading music and you know in a way that in a way that brings people together instead of just focusing on just the material aspect I mean you know obviously I'm a sneakerhead I'm into like material stuff somewhat but (laughs) (laughs) um but but i mean i can only i guess uh, speak of it from my own listening listening experience i mean that's what i love about my favorite albums it's almost always like shared with a a small group of you know people or one other person or something by yourself when you're in a real like painful place or just uh, i don't know i mean there's so much out there it doesn't always strike the same chord but oh yeah totally I like that you can still like groove to their stuff though, you know? Like yeah, man. I can't yeah. I can't groove to Eminem. Um, <laughs> like you know, you nothing really Eminem can't. makes me want to drive a car off a cliff. Like that's the type of music <laughs> it is. You need your wife to leave you. You need like to be at the end of your bank account and then you put Eminem on. But you can't do that <laughs> under under good circumstances, you know. <laughs> Great background that you put up there, Kiva. You got Hove and Jay Alec. Well, the, well, that's the what missing I was afraid. man, the missing link of hip hop. That's what I was afraid of Benny turned into. When I, when he went to Rock Nation, I was afraid of Jay Electronic experience because you know what though, what really soured me about the whole Jay Electronic. Okay, so you make a an amazing song in 2012, right? Uh, exhibit A, B, and C. Great. 
then for, you go missing for eight years with with teases of this album that it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and then when it happens, it's a duet. It's you and Jay Z actually get like Jay Z's like, yeah, sure, I'll get on your album because I'm making the album and. It's a duet album and it's really, it's lackluster and people are like, they did it for the culture. And that term is just being so what culture? abused right now. <laughs> what culture? I want to know what culture that was. You know? yeah, like, Zoom, like Zoom culture? Zoom culture? Yeah. I, I, I know a little bit about Zoom culture. Yeah, I hate when they're like, yeah, well, this, this album's for the culture. I'm like, which one? Like, uh, of what culture are you talking about? Because these are two older gentlemen, uh, one who has it and one who could have and never grabbed it for making an album. I mean, they had two great songs, but it was still a duet song. That's not even a Jay Electronica album. It's a Jay-Z Jay Electronica album. And after that, Jay Electronica went missing again. And Erica so, Badu didn't do it this time. First time he got kidnapped by Erica Badu, if you remember. He's the only one that survived the Badu case, the uh the Badu, you know, myth. He's escaped. He had a baby early <laughs> on by Erica Badu, and he got free from the, the fly trap. <laughs> and then he made Baduism, Baduism. Oh man, I heard that part. That's real, bro. <laughs> Raphael Sadiq did an interview with Erica Badu in Erica Badu's home, and she asked him, "Why are you wearing sunglasses in my house?" And he goes, "Because you're not supposed to look at you in your eyes." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh yeah, there's that's a real thing. They say once they you people look at you, they're they're totally messed up." He's like, "Really?" He's like, I, "Yeah, I'm keeping my sunglasses on." Green eyes. It's serious, bro. <laughs> look at let, let's look at her list, okay? <laughs> let's look at her list oh, of, of falling. Fall, you got Andre, who is number one. He's he's not even in there. He he's like wearing bell bottoms and doing weird wearing weird Italian heel shoes to pick up his children from school. <laughs> he's he's going really weird. He's we not another Common is common is now a politician now. Before that, he was like he's a wearing black shoes. culture now too. So he just he yeah, just randomly yeah. appears in commercials. He's like, what is this common voice? It's so he's like all state man. It scares yeah. the hell out of me. I hear common talking. AI now, yeah, he's so. <laughs> like, why is common talking about Microsoft AI? Like. <laughs> It's the future. Yeah. What do you know about AI, Common? <laughs> Nothing. Well, Why does it work? Goes, is that that rapper guy talking about AI? I'm like, yes, that's Common. <laughs> we have, we can look at mountain lions from afar. <laughs> I'm like, all right, buddy. Knock it off. Yeah, so I don't want to see Conway or Benny on a Liberty <laughs> Mutual commercial. Oh, God. Is your, if your credit score or LifeLock, you know, Benny's doing LifeLock commercials, you're in the background, boom, 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 boom. You're like, no. Boom, 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 boom. Got you. Uh, I definitely don't want to see him doing like 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, we know a little because we've seen a little. Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Then, you know, I cannot see. Oh, that would hurt my soul. And I, I just, I know it's coming, but I, I, I don't want to look at it.
Right. You know, Fly God is an awesome guy. With Conway, I mean, man, there's like eat what you kill. Oh, there's a lot of work there. I think for me, and this is just me personally, I'll, I'll go with Devil Reject too because that was that's what put me on to them in the beginning. Like when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, those guys have it. Um, with Benny, oh man, like like Bradford said, you got my first brick, you got Tanner Talk Three. You got this new project. I mean, Benny has some amazing stuff. But Tanner Talk 3 to me is extremely complete. Um, there, Although there's no radio-friendly songs, but out of the box from track one to end, the beat selection, the storytelling to me, which is so... Like you can literally close your eyes and you're there with him on almost every song. It is a flawless album to me. So with them, I'll go Tanner Chopper. Nice, nice. What do you think, Bradford? Yeah, for me, um, it's yeah, really hard to beat Tanner Talk Three. I, I mean, and and thinking about the one song, I, I was asked by my my nephew the other day. Um. You know, I, he was asking me what I was listening to. I was, I was telling him, and I was like, you know, you should just, you should, you should either get a Conway or a Benny album and just was like, listen to it, see what you think, whatever. And he's like, well, what about a song? Give me a song. And I was like, hell no, I cannot give you. I'm not that type of person to pick out one song and represent one person anyway, uh, especially when it's an artist that I like. So um, I, that's a roundabout way of saying I, I think. Like if you would have one almost, almost you know, radio worthy song off of off of that, maybe it's ninety seven ho, but I feel like you can't have ninety seven ho without going into the Joe Pesci track right after that. So I feel like it's kind of like two 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 sides of the same coin almost. But um, man, yeah, I'm gonna have to say. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Tana Talk Three. I really do like my first brick, but Tana Talk Three it was like a really big um, uh, solidifying moment for me. Uh, and then for for Conway, um, uh, was look what I became. Um, uh, I think it's really powerful. Um, but the Eat What You Kill um, uh, album is probably my favorite. Uh, second would be uh, from King to a God. Like I, I feel like I never pick brand new albums uh, from people, but um, it's just so good, you guys. I just can't, I just can't stop listening to it right now. Um, and and I'm kind of out on the the West Side thing. I mean, like because even even the West Side album that really sticks out in my memory, which I think is the uh, Hitler wears Hermes six, um, it that album to me is all about that song, the cow, which is all Conway. So that's yes. why, that's why I can't like, I don't really have a favorite West side album. Uh, I don't know if that means I need to like, just go back and, and listen more. But whenever I think of any of his albums, I'm thinking about um, one of the tracks that Benny's on, on his album or one of the tracks that Kanye's on, on his album. Um, 
I'm truth be told, I'm a little salty with West Side Gun right now because of that uh, collab that he did and or is trying to complete with MF Doom. Um, uh, uh, not a fan of, uh, of the single that, the two singles that they put out. Um, so anyway, just like the little, the like little boy inside of me is like really like disappointed right now because um, that collab's not everything I wanted it to be. But, you know, that's the benefit of, of saying this stuff as a fan. Like, you know, I'm just like, uh, feeding off of all the good work that they're putting out there and, you know, consuming it at an alarming rate. So it's really the memorable, memorable stuff that sticks out in my mind. And, you know, that, that really sits with Benny and Conway. Oh yeah, totally, man. That, that Spurs, like they have the one song, Bobby. Uh, it's on like Art is War and it's on Pray for Paris and it's on some other stuff that Westside puts out. That song is amazing. But then again, it's the, the verse that Conway drops on that the Bobby uh, song and like the Hall of Nash um, they have on there. Oh, Conway is just, wow, that is amazing. And then even when um, the new Benny, I think, or the new Conway, the Spurs 3, uh, when he's, I think it's on the kind yeah, it's on Conway's new From King to a God. Um, it's all three of them rapping. And it is, is whew, those boys really get in. Like Conway and Benny going back to back is just, it's a nightmare. I mean, I've actually heard Conway is like, when I get in the, when I rhyme, I, I mean, I really want to be known as like the best person to do this. And yeah, that's he, it's like, you can tell he's like almost competing against himself sometimes. Uh, and he's so like, he has a lot of self-referential rap in there too, uh, where he's either making, uh, you know, light of his Bell's palsy or just the fact that he's wrapping circles around people and he can yeah. barely pronounce any of the words. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I just like, I, I just love how they're just being themselves. Like they're not trying to be anything else. They're just being themselves. And like, it's what the buy-in is for me. Like that's what makes it authentic for me. Totally. Yeah. I, what I hear is that I have to do my homework because I only heard maybe a fraction of the albums that y'all are talking about. And we can make the Wu comparisons forever, but I feel like arguably speaking, every Wu member has only one great album, if good, if that, not multiple. That's definitely an outlier for the Griselda fam. It feels like each of them have at least more than one solid album. With the exception, we have Ghostface. Oh yeah, exactly. Which brings it back to Bradford's point about you know ghosts and Westside, for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and Ghostface somehow, some way, inked out. Uh, to me, he inked out at least three yep. amazing albums, three to four. Like it is Ghostface's hands down when he got in his booth and he wants to do his thing. He did great. I mean, from. Raekwon, it was the that Cuban Links production, which was really Ghostface. <laughs> yeah. Ghostface was like, yo, this is my album. Yeah, hip hop duets. All over this. And then 
I mean, Method Man is great with features. Like, he's perfect yeah. when he features on the album, but how I many is his rhymes are dated on Decal? Like you listen to it yeah. now, it's like yeah it's a rough one i mean and i i I like to 2000 um not the whole thing but definitely parts of it so to your point to your point jason you know i'm not i'm not sure because even like i was you know because i was trying to argue with you in my head when you said that to be like no no you're wrong because of these you know these two albums by this one person because i was like well those two massive killer albums i really like both of those albums so maybe <laughs> but it's it's they're it's not like 100 percent solid though yeah um there's a lot of method man stuff but yeah the standalone method man stuff i mean blackout's great but that's him <laughs> plus red man not just him yeah, you know yeah, exactly it doesn't yeah. hold up i think the other thing i wanted to make um, and I think we can maybe close out is that um, with this movie it being pushed and then, you know, like Novak's calling it the um, belly curse. I call it the uh, Rockefeller, you know, like no limit films curse. I mean, hopefully <laughs> they're not going to do this. They're too far into it, but hopefully they go down a, a Wu-Tang saga blueprint where they actually could somehow like, tell the story in some type of serialized fashion like with that showtime series because i feel like an arc like that might be what griselda needs to actually tell the grime story with heart as opposed to just like a quick movie with michael rapaport in it you know uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows we'll see when in doubt get michael rapaport <laughs> to do your movie um yeah i just is it is it uh, hopefully hopefully they're saying something with this movie and it's not just making a movie for the sake of making a movie or because you can you know hey let's make a movie we have the money to do it you know hopefully it's more than that yeah i I hope what i do hope now is that during the movie they do do a liberty mutual commercial (laughs) get out the way Boom! Liberty Mutual, yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna type West Side tonight. Like, yo, I really think you should do a Liberty Mutual commercial. You have the voice for it in the ad libs, and I mean, it would just go over great. Just have Conway doing his little laugh on there too. Oh god! I mean, it would it would be it would be perfect. But yeah, man, I, I'm ready for the the movie. Um, I'm going to watch it um, in my COVID theater, <laughs> aka my couch. And um, yeah, man, I, I mean, I hope it goes great for those guys. I, I don't want it to be like a Paper Soldiers or what's that? Or Paper Soldiers from uh, Rockefeller Records. That's what I said. What's that? <laughs> Paper soldiers, yes. Paper soldiers, state property one, state property two. Uh, Get down, lay down. Get down, lay down. Streets is watching. I mean, streets is hookup. I got the hookup. Oh, I got the hookup. Master P. Uh, Ice cream man. I got the hook. Bout it, bout it. When when you get a hip hop artist in front of that camera and you say you can do what you want, oh man, it is, you get you get 
state property too. Which, <laughs> which he was like, you shouldn't have done this. Well, he got killed, like the, he, first, he he got killed the first one and came back. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he had names like Guala Guala. And I was like, oh, oh man. But I'm definitely on the lookout for that uh, Liberty Mutual featuring <laughs> Westside Gun. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be, that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah. With the, with, with the ostrich? <laughs> <laughs> with the ostrich. He can put like his art, like because he'll art it, you know, it'll be artsy for real. Cause he'll do the he'll do the inside of the car and it'd be like, you know, whatever crazy type of car he has. He's really fond of some reason Corvettes. He's like, yo, I got the first Corvette. I call it the 49ers. And I'm like, word, okay, cool. All right, okay, cool. And then I want I want the ostrich to come right out of there and you're like boom boom <laughs> sticks his head in the car. <laughs> Yo, I'm a, I'm gonna storyboard this whole commercial together. I'm gonna present I'm it. Telling like, you, yeah. it, it won't hey, be that difficult once you get started. <laughs> hey man, big bucks. <laughs> real talk, real talk. So yeah, uh, Novak, you wanna close us all out? All right, perfect. Yeah, this has been an uh, awesome conversation. You know, I didn't realize, you know, like Griselda, you know, the similarities between Wu-Tang are awesome. I mean, just a beautiful thing there. I mean, we just hope that they keep going in the right direction. You know, they bring us more music. It is like a, it is like all you but all you can eat buffet with them. There's so much music that I feel like every time Rashad sends me a text message, there's a new Griselda album. And I was, I got to the point I was like, which album is this? And I'm listening to all these different albums late at night. And I'm like, damn, I can't keep up with these guys. Cause you know, you I'm not in the car as much as I used to be, but if you're in a car a lot, you're like if I had a three hour trip, I could probably get through the first three albums. And cause you gotta keep rewinding and stuff. But yeah, these guys are good for these guys are good for hip hop. You know, they're good for what 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 a woo kind of left off a little bit. These guys picked up that torch and they're running with it. I think the Wolves still got a lot more storytelling to do. I think Griselda's got a lot more storytelling to do. I wouldn't mind seeing a more a collaboration between the two camps. Would wouldn't be bad. I'm not talking like just having a, a Raekwon feature. I want to I want a Wu Griselda uh, like whole album it would be really nice. You know, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be for the culture, but it'd be nice for hip hop. You know, <laughs> for the oh man, <laughs> it'd yeah, be nice for dude. If there was some sort of project with Jizza, forget about uh-huh. it. Forget about it. Can I get a soup? Oh man, you know, which Rizzo though? Which Rizzo? We talking uh, the man with the iron arms, uh, the man, you know, iron fist, yeah. iron fist man. <laughs> There's different Rizzos, man. I mean, I want you know, this Quentin Tarantino Rizzo is a different character. You know, he's hard to work with. I hear he's not into music right now. He's into martial arts films. You know about him? So <laughs> he's the main. He's the main star, but. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for definitely uh, coming on the pod. This has been awesome. You can find us on uh, iTunes. You can find us on um, uh, you know, we're, St- we're on Stitcher right now. We're also we're also on um, Spotify, and I'm looking to launch on a few other platforms. But yeah, this has been a great show. Thank everybody for coming out, and definitely uh, to next time is Hip Hop um, Heads. Uh, we'll be back with a new site and episode in a few weeks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Chicago Bonics. It's the Chin Beach.
talking top 10 and your top five.